Hello there people and welcome back to another podcast here on the channel. I'm James, joined by Jake as always, second one, coming up here on the channel, the Red and FC Away Days podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm joined by Jake, how are you doing mate? Yeah, yeah, I'm alright, I'm, I'm, I'm still loving life after Friday night. <laughs> still going strong. Um, yeah, I mean, been a bit of a weird two weeks, isn't it, since we last saw everyone? Um, yeah, been a bit of a different one, isn't it? I mean, we've had disappointment yeah, yeah. and we've had some greatness. Yeah, yeah, well, I think obviously midweek as well, if you if you look at other results around us, look at um, we needed we needed Blackburn to hold Burnham in, in some way, whether that be, you know, a Blackburn win or, or a draw. And they did just that in the last minute, actually. So it was quite, quite a, quite a good week for us actually yeah it was massive really I mean the fact that we lost to Preston was worrying uh, obviously the first time we saw everyone was the new uh, last time was the next upcoming game was Newcastle then Preston and then Sheffield Wednesday so I don't know if we're just going to kind of sit down talk to people a bit like that and then we'll answer them all, all the questions at the end do you want to go down and do that do it that way yeah yeah whatever suits you mate so, uh, yeah, obviously, first of all, was Newcastle uh, was the first fixture, uh, which was coming up before our last podcast, kind of. Um, what did you kind of make of the Newcastle game? Because I know you went, uh, obviously, it was at home. How? What did you make of it? Um, I thought we played very well, but like always, I guess, we were kind of, in in some stages of the game, we were we were quite lucky ourselves. But in terms of overall, I think, I mean, I was happy with the draw because obviously a point against top of the league or then is is and uh, obviously Newcastle, the majority of their squad is is Premier League quality. You know, you got the likes of Richie, um, Dwight Gale, players like that. Who, if you look at our squad, although people like Kermigan and um, sort of and Beerins are very good, uh, you know, it's like a. a a stepping class between the two, so I think I think it was very good that we got a point. But I didn't see why we couldn't have came away with three points um, in that game because we we did play some very good football, and obviously McCleary hit the hit the bar in the last minute, so it could have been very very good scenes um, at the Medeski. But yeah, I was happy with a point overall. Yeah, I thought we played quite well actually. Uh, throughout the game I thought we did a lot better than what people thought we would I mean going into it I said that a draw would be good and like I said on the podcast as well that they'd fade away towards the end Newcastle and they did that didn't they 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 really did fade away I thought we were unlucky to come away with just a point I thought McCleary could have buried a chance I thought Graben should have scored in the first 20 seconds in all honesty I thought we were quite unlucky though uh, in all 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 over the pitch, really, I thought we played quite well um, everywhere. But you know, I mean, a point against top of the league it weren't too bad. I mean, I think that was what two draws in a row at that point or something like that. It's not it's not the worst. No, exactly, and we've got you know it just goes to show like how good our home record is, um, and not to you know it's one thing getting a draw, um, but we didn't concede against them, which obviously not many teams in the division have managed to you know they, they can't really say that this season because Newcastle have are known to be scoring goals like Dwight Gale was the first Newcastle player to score 20 in the season um since Alan Shearer so 
you know, they are known to score goals this season and luckily we, we sort of kept them kept them out and it just goes to show how good our home record is, really. Yeah, it was interesting. I think it was their first nil-nil draw as well um, of the season. I think it was the first game that we kept yeah, them quiet, that, yeah. which is which is a bit mad as well. And I mean, well, I mean, it's had a knock-on effect. Look, they went and drew, was it nil-nil with uh, <laughs> as well on Saturday. But yeah, I mean, I thought we were quite unlucky. Um, keeping on the Newcastle subject, though, we got a uh, question in the chat as well from Test Eagles. He said... Uh, what do you think of the Newcastle fans? Were they good or not? Um, I didn't think they lived up to my expectations, in all honesty. I thought they were just normal. Uh, I mean, you have to say fair play for them to sell out, but I mean, atmosphere-wise, the same. Just normal, really. It was just a Rafa Benitez song, and that was about it. I didn't really sing any songs about players. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they've sold, they sell out all their home games pretty much, and they, you know, they've sold out pretty much every allocation. That I can I can remember this season, so I wasn't very surprised when uh, when it did sort of allocation. But yeah, in terms of the actual you know the noise they made, I don't think like too much because our home atmosphere is crap. But like yeah, I, I did expect better from them. But that you know atmosphere isn't all that in football. Obviously, everybody knows that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of getting behind the team, but I thought they did all right getting behind the team. It was just getting behind Rafa was uh, more of the thing. But yeah, I mean, that's really it, really, to play up on the Newcastle game. I can't really think up too much else. Uh, just to address the sort of situation with Dean, uh, we, we don't know where he is. We don't know really anything. Um, you know, we said about time, not moaning or anything like that, but um, yeah, hopefully he'll be here for the next one. How about that, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on. Next one, but... Moving on, though, um, they thought that that was the worst atmosphere that uh, Newcastle have made all season. So uh kind of goes to show as well what, you mean, what they really could have been. I mean, I didn't think they were too bad, but I didn't think they were too good at the same time. But, I mean, if they're saying it's their worst, then I figure out it's their worst. Well, yeah, we. I mean, we've, we've seen worse this season at home than Newcastle by far. But, yeah, they weren't, they weren't, spec- they weren't anything to shout about, but they weren't crap. Yeah, I'd say the best that's probably came here so far is probably Villa, in all fairness. Oh, yeah, but come on. Look at, look at the circumstances. Villa came. Their their first away win, wasn't it, since last, what, last season or something? 400 days or something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say that was probably the best atmosphere that the away fans gave this season. Uh, but, yeah, moving on then from the Newcastle game, up next was Preston. Um... I don't know, I went into that one with a bit more confident after that Newcastle game. I thought, to be fair, Preston weren't on the greatest form. I'm pretty sure they lost 3-1 to Fulham in the previous match day. And I thought we could have we could have uh, done a bit better than what we did, <laughs> to put it lightly. I mean, a 3-0 loss, we should have done better, shouldn't we? Of course we should. I mean, Preston has surprised me. And when I actually... When... I realised that we had Preston coming up. They were our next game. Obviously, I went and I wasn't actually quite sure where they were in the table. And when they said they were top ten, I was actually very, like, I was really surprised because I haven't really. I keep up to date with you know all, all football throughout the season, not just Reading. And but I hadn't really like sort of Preston hadn't really caught my eye, so I just thought they were, you know, sort of bottom end of the table, struggling, you know, to shout out, but. I tell you what, they actually surprised me. 
the game stuff very open i was very much end to end stuff um i'd say we edged in a little bit but did have their fair share of attacks and uh, no I, I i i wasn't too confident compared to other games that we played but i was confident at the same time it's kind of well, the norm a little bit is... there. Um, but I think I know what you're trying to say there. That like Preston, we weren't. They weren't like. It was an end-to-end game, like what you said, and they probably. Were better. They were probably better than uh, what we expected. And yeah, I can hear you a little bit better now. <laughs> Alright, cool. Um, yeah. Wait, tell me. If it's better, as quickly. Yeah, it is better. It is better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I was saying was like I didn't really know what to think. Like usually when we take not many fans to an away game, we do quite well. Um, it's usually when we sell out games that we don't do too well. So I was kind of going in with a bit of confidence, thinking, yeah, yeah, we we've only taken, you know, less than a thousand, so we we do quite well. But I think Preston just caught us off guard. I think. On the counter attack, we just couldn't cope. Aidan McGeady was superb on that uh, on Saturday, on that that day, and we just couldn't cope really. Yeah, I thought the same with their striker as well. I can't remember the name. Not going to try and pronounce it either because I'm pretty sure it was a really weird name. But he impressed me as well. He scored two goals. I'm pretty sure he scored against Blackburn as well. But I thought as a whole, Preston on the attack were much more dangerous than we were. We had a lot of shots. We had a lot of attempts with the ball, but we just couldn't do anything with it. End of the day. If you're taking off Paul McShane and putting Reese Oxford on, you know something's going wrong. Um, if we're taking our captain off, yeah, he did have an injury, but I mean, we had Joey Vandenberg who could have went back into centre back. We could have, could have put another striker on, showing a bit of ambition. But that, that's the thing. I don't mind. I don't mind Reese Oxford coming on for McShane at that point was the first substitution we made in the game. So we still have options, you know, that we could have made, and he didn't make them. So I was quite confused about that, and I. I didn't really understand his thinking because surely if if McShane or anybody put on with 20 minutes to go, we could still get something from the game. And he's not he's not put on the other. I think I bought Beerings on with about 10 minutes to go. Yeah, I thought that was a mistake because we could have done something like I mean look at what we did against Bristol City last 15 minutes to go we scored three goals we could have edged, edged a comeback I mean Blackburn we edged a comeback as well I think it was 2-1 Blackburn I think at one point or was it 2-2 I can't remember off the top of my head but I mean um, no we yeah no it was we went 1-0 up then they drew then we went 2-1 up oh, and, and then, then come back. you know we got it back to all. So, yeah we weren't actually behind in that game um, but yeah we I, don't, I just don't know. It's a bit strange. I thought it was a bit strange from Sam um, against Preston. But, no, yeah, I was quite worried you know, after that because, obviously, we had Sheffield Wednesday coming up. Everybody knew going to Hillsborough was going to be tough. And it was, I'd say, I'd say Sheffield Wednesday actually didn't... I didn't think they were that intimidating. Half an hour. I mean, you off the podcast. 
experience with iPad. Um, but this didn't really get going until 60th minute mark around that time, and it was still one 0 So we were uh, in the, we were, you know, we were bricking it. We we thought there were so many um, chances. Sorry that they could have put away. They missed an open goal as well from about five yards out. I remember Jordan um, Rhodes. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. So, and I actually, I remember turning, remember turning to you after that happened, and turned out it was, but it was a very game against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, going into it, I was confident, but I wasn't at the same time. I think I said it was going to be a draw in the preview, but in my sixth form, I was going around telling everyone that Sheffield Wednesday were shaky. I was confident as hell behind the camera but going into the camera didn't really want to portray that kind of thing like because you know just in case we do lose i'll be like oh yeah um i actually didn't mean that <laughs> um but i mean looking at it, sheffield wednesday um they were intimidating but they weren't at the same time i mean they have massive injuries to center backs and stuff like that Leuven's has only just come back as well from a center back uh problem well from a problem uh hutchinson wasn't there uh sasso was suspended uh, Ross Wallace wasn't there either so I thought that was positives coming into it for us um, but I thought as a whole and as a team I thought we played really really well and I was really happy with the performance that we were able to put in um, I think positives as well were Adrian Popper when he came on he looked superb again and uh, I think potentially could be worrying in a start over McCleary uh, for the Leeds game coming up I thought Danny Williams was superb like you said and I thought we played a really, really smart game plan. I mean, we counter-attacked him and we hit the long ball over to Kermigan, who kind of played on like a, a winger kind of status at, at times. I think he realised that the left-back or whoever it was was pretty weak and he stuck Kermigan on him, which I think I remember Martinez doing against Arsenal a few years back with Lukaku playing on the wing. And I think that was kind of what Stam kind of set out to do in this game as well. Sure. Quite I can't... In many games, we, me, you, and Dean have been going home and away, you know, pretty much every game um, this season. And there's been so, although we play Super Bowl City, something uh, that I did see a lack of, which is, you know, a bad thing. Uh, Kinda of going again now. Yeah, um, apologies for that, guys. Um, obviously, connection at the moment. Um, we're still trying to sort that out and stuff like that. But I mean, like what Jake's saying, uh, I think what he's trying to say was that we needed the physicality in the team. Um, I don't know if he said that. I mean, you can correct me in a second. But I mean, physically, we weren't that no. strong. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What I was, sorry, what I was saying, I think I'm on that spot. Um, yeah, what I was saying is the players were very direct, um, especially Chris Hunter. Didn't really see too many back passes from him, which is, you know, fantastic to see. For once. I think what what surprised me was we were we were so direct against Triple Wednesday, which I think obviously helped us so much because we were just constantly on the attack, constantly putting them under pressure, and I just think they couldn't handle us. 
Yeah, I didn't think they could handle us either. I didn't think Wednesday were that good at the end of the day. They had that 10-15 minute spell where they were all over us. But I thought at the end of the day, we played well. I thought our game plan was superb. And I thought we warranted a win at the end of the day. I thought we played really well. And coming away with it, I'm happy with the three points. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, I said this. Um, I said, uh, I'm pretty sure I said it to you guys. But, um, yeah, I, I think we've had some very, very good games uh, this season. Obviously, we got to the Old Trafford. The result wasn't the best. Got to visit it at the Emirates. Again, result wasn't the best. And then we've had really good results like Bristol City, Blackburn away, where we just played very well and obviously got got kind of lucky, but I think Sheffield Wednesday was... I think Sheffield Wednesday just edged it as the best game this, this season. Um, Ali Alhamsi, by the way, is that was one of the best goalkeepers I've ever seen. Yeah, touche. I have to say that as well. That 15 minutes was just unbelievable. The amount of saves he's made. Crazy. And the fact that he was... I don't, I don't, not picked for the team of the season, Stockdale was, I think is pretty mad. Um, I don't think Stockdale, I think it's because they're in a higher position. They're, he's got on the nod. I think Al Habsi, as a player, has saved us this season. If that was Jonathan Bond in goal for us, we wouldn't be where we are right now. If that was yeah. Jacoba, you know probably wouldn't you know be where what, we are. Do you know what I'll say about that, right? Is fair enough, Brighton are top two in the championship and that. But the, the reason it's not just it's not just because we support Reading, but the reason why I put Al Hadzi in team of the season or whatever you call it, yeah, team of the season, is for the simple fact that because Brighton have been you know so consistent in terms of their midfield and their defence, like Dunk and um, who else is it at the back for them? Lewis Dunk and Mr. Bloke, they signed for a load of money from Duffy. Duffy, yeah, Duncan Duffy, right? They've been so good, fair, fair play to them, that Stockdale hasn't really had much to do, whereas Al Habsi has saved us on so many occasions in so many different matches. And if you're going by individual performance rather than actual team performance, Al Habsi smashes it because if you look at comparison, Stockdale hasn't really had much to do which is testament to Brighton, really, because their defence and, as I said, their their team effort has been very, very good. But Al Habzi, as an individual, has done so much more to deserve in that team this season. I also find it weird right, how they release it when the season's still over a month to go. Like, I'm too sure why they don't. Yeah, I think that's a bit stupid as well. I mean, I think they should have waited till about we're well, not even forty games into the season. Forty-four, maybe, understandable. You know, there's only two games left, but I mean, releasing it all now. What if Huddersfield go on a massive losing streak? What is David Wagner still going to get manager of the season? What if they finish outside the playoffs? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, anyone put any questions in the comments? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, well, uh, obviously moving away from the fixtures. Then I mean, that's kind of it. I can't really think of uh, anything else that we have to say. We got a few different things. It's disgraceful the stock there was picked for Brighton players because people want them to get all the glory and beat Newcastle to the title. Absolutely pathetic. Al Habsi's been better. Um, someone played against Yapstam's son today. Um, we got other. What else have we got here? 
Uh, predictions for Leeds, I mean, we'll get into predictions and stuff like that. I mean, we do this podcast every one or two weeks, so we'll kind of get into predictions for the next couple of games coming up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not not really too much I can think of. Um, you know, we did get questions oh. sent in from Twitter, uh, so, I mean, we can go to them. Obviously, we'll have a look over yeah. at them now. There's a few questions on Twitter, yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, one of the questions that we did get... Uh, yesterday on twitter uh we got these yesterday and today uh so the first one was can we talk about the attendances which we did kind of in the last episode so i kind of want to shy away from attendances since that was kind of the whole topic of the last episode joseph mendez and if obita should start over tyler blackett which one do you want to get onto first mendez or obita mendez starting Ooh. um joseph mendez. no no, 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 no. Personally, because although although Lewis Graben has not been, you know, he's not been good at all. Um, he's just goals. Uh, yeah, he scored them against Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, so that means you know he can score goals and you know other. I believe. If I said uh, to you off off air, I would put somebody like Yaku Mate in for the game against Blackburn, or um, I think we've got Wigan coming up as well. Yeah, Wigan, Blackburn, Rotherham. Rotherham's closer than Wigan. I mean, if I was Stam, I'd start Mate in the Rotherham game, and I'd probably start grabbing in that Rotherham game as well. I mean, get that confidence up. I'm, I'm very undecided about Joseph Mendes because it. Like he scored uh, against Borough under twenty three, he scored twice. But I just don't think there's there's something about him. I just don't think he'll be able to cut it. I hope I hope he proves to me wrong, but I just don't think he'll be able to cut it in uh, in the first team. Yeah, like I've seen him start for Reading against Brighton. He worked his he worked his socks off that game, but he didn't do anything impressive. And the only times. He's really came into the squads, uh, was in games like under-23 Checker Trade Cups. And that's the only time we've seen him. And something that's really put me off was, do you remember the Sheffield Wednesday home game? He went through one-on-one with a keeper and slipped over the ball. Like, as in, he went to kick it, missed it, and slipped over the ball. So, I mean, I probably wouldn't start Mendes at the moment. Uh, I'd probably just keep him on the bench where he is uh maybe bring him on if we get a little bit shaky or we need to go for a chase a goal or something like that probably where i'd place menders at the moment but if i was stam i'd have popper over him at the moment uh mccleary graben um kermigant we have a lot more strikers that are probably a little bit better than menders at the moment But yeah, um, I don't know if you're still there, but um, you kind of gone a bit shaky. So I don't know, Jake, you still there, mate? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can still hear you. Um, but yeah, do you do you think he should start? Yes or no? Yeah, no. I think I was a no in there. <laughs> um, moving on then to Obita over Blackett. I mean. I think Blackett is personally more a centre-back than he is a left-back. 
Um, I think he kind of got thrown into that left-back position because Van Gaal put him there personally. Uh, I think Jordan Obita is a left-back. Um, I, I don't know, really. I probably would say he's a left-mid. But he's not ever looking like he's ever going to go back to that position. So he's probably going to stick at that left-back position. Um, I would rather have a back three at the moment of Blackett, McShane and Moore. And then have be Obita a left-wing-back. But um, You would... You play you play Blackett in a back three at the moment, yeah. Ooh, I see. I don't think I agree with you. Obviously, we've got Elori. He's yeah, injured. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, but... until Elori comes back, I pick Elori in there any day of the week. But I mean, <laughs> until he comes back. Uh, do you know what? Do you know what thing is? Is not. He's never. I don't unless. Twenty-three. Who's that? Blackett. Is he? What is he? Twenty-three. Yeah, he's not that old. He's still a young centre back as well. But I, the thing is, I think he needs to go to a team. I don't think because we're up challenging for promotion, and if we do, hopefully, if we do go up, I think he should stay in a championship, and um, hope you know a team. Somebody who's not really going to be like challenging for promotion or anything, um, because I think he could mature into a good player. But I just don't think I personally don't rate him. I think he's very clumsy, and uh, I just I think he's very slow on the ball. Um, so I think he could cause us a few a few problems if we do go up. Uh, in terms of a beater, I think a beater. I would I would stick with him next season if we do go up, just because he has been very good at times. But no, yeah, I would I'll stick with Mabita, and then if we do go up, um, maybe yeah, give well put Blackett out on loan or, or or sell him and get a better replacement in because no, I just don't think he he's not my cup of tea really. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Blackett. I think he's a decent player. He just needs his confidence up. And, I mean, he played all right against Wednesday. I think he did an all right job. So, I mean, not... But I think, I, think his, I think his performance against Wednesday was helped by the whole team playing well. Um, I think he if, if, if the majority of the team were playing crap against Wednesday, then I think he would have been... He would have stuck out like a sore thumb because... That like people like Danny Williams, uh, like we mentioned, so well and picking up the ball from that uh, deep in in our half. So I think him look good, and I am I am happy to give him praise when when he deserves it. But I don't like I don't have an agenda or anything. I just don't think he's good enough for Reading. Yeah, I mean well. We said the same about Joey at the start of the season. I think Joey has been our most important player since he's come back from his injury. Um, I mean, if you look at the win percentage when we have him and when we don't, there's a massive significant difference. It's the same with when McShane and Moore play together. It's the same thing. When Joey Vandenberg starts, we have a much better win percentage than when he doesn't. I think Joey is someone who goes really unnoticed. Because if you watch him play, he's the one who organises that midfield into coming back. And he kind of is telling the centre-backs what to do as well. 
Um, I think at the moment, Vandenberg is our most important player. Yeah, Vandenberg is very, very good. Um, like you said, I, I didn't really think much of him at the start of the season. But no, he is a very, very good player. And he's, like you said, he's a very important player. Yeah, I've been a Joey defender since the start of the season. Every single week I've been on Joey's side. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think he's going to come in handy on um, when, we, when we play Leeds. Although our home record is is naturally good anyway, he'll be on straight. I think his, yeah, his physicality against I don't know is Ronald Vieira fit? I think he is. But um, go, actually, going on to the Leeds game, um, a point to make is that apparently I saw this from Pontus the Janssen. Yorkshire Evening Post. Yeah, Pontus Janssen. He's not apparently he's done something to put his place in. Uh, in uncertain uncertainty or something, so he could not start again, which is which would be a massive bonus. I would absolutely love that if Janssen didn't start. I think he's probably but, one of the best centre backs in the league at the moment. Well, well, every every Leeds fan worships him, so <laughs> yeah, he does look, he does look pretty good. So um, no, it'll be a big it'll be a big um, win win. Well, it'll be a win win for Reading if if. Janssen is, is unavailable. Especially, I think it's Luke Ayling. Is it Luke Ayling there, but right back? Yeah, he's yeah he's, he's the right back. Yeah, suspended as well for the running game, which will be. He's good. been quite good. Apparently. Yeah, he's apparently been one of their better players this season. So it'll be fingers crossed that uh, he's still out. I think probably is it Berardi Saka they got uh, Pablo Hernandez. I think Pablo Hernandez we can deal with. He ain't got too much pace about him. So I mean, if it, what is he a right or a left? Either way, I think the. The wing backs that we get a bit get a little bit too much criticism, uh, especially from me. Um, I do think I do pick on Gunter a little bit too much, but I mean, no, come on, he deserves it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying he don't deserve it, but I mean, I definitely think that he's a capable defender when he wants to, but when he's in a red shirt, maybe he doesn't give a hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree, but that's that's the thing. I just want to just want to point out right is regardless of our league position we go to games and we spend our money watching this team and if the player plays bad doesn't matter if we're top six in the league if a player plays bad we we can criticize them like there's so many people that just get on our backs for criticizing people even though we're top six in the league um but yeah no I, I have defended Gunter in this podcast because he played quite well against Sheffield Wednesday. Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought he, it was probably one of his better games. That and the Forest game this season probably been his best games. All he was missing was that goal because he scored one against Forest. <laughs> um, here's a good question. Uh, if we go up, do we need a Premier League standard striker? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 100%. One hundred percent. I'd like of us to go after someone who's proven in the championship. A little bit like what Bournemouth did with a phobia. Narky Wells. Yeah. Someone like that that is proven in the championship. Like what a phobia was when Bournemouth signed him. I think we should go for someone like that, like I don't know, maybe Splash to Couch or even Cavalero. I don't know how much his price tag is at the moment, but who says we can't go for that? No, I definitely that we do, yeah, we do need a striker, probably striker. I think even though Jan 
kind of one-year deal, which means he would be here next season. Um, I think he will need some support, and I think Graben isn't good at all. Um, 24 months of that we... goal. Sorry? 24 months of that goal for Graben. Exactly. He's not, he's not that great. Um, we personally thought, I know I did anyway, I thought he would come good for us. Uh, obviously, him and Kermigan together at Bournemouth in the Championship made quite a name for themselves. But um, no, I think we definitely do need to strengthen. Do, do you know what? I'll go to, as far as to say, hopefully, we get the financial backing from, from the chairman. But I would say we need to strengthen in every position. I'd like to see our Habsi stay on. Yeah, I think um, I don't know. left back will definitely be changed. We'll probably bring another Cam or centre mid in. And we'll probably bring another striker in if we go up. I'll tell you what, one position that won't change is right back because yeah. Sam loves Gunter. Yeah, I know. It won't get changed at all. So uh, Right back won't be changed because Gunter will know he's in the Premier League so he'll have more eyes on him. So he won't. he will play 100%. They'll, in summer, they'll have a link. Um, there'll be a, there'll be a watch out for this, right? Um, there will be an article come round on Twitter saying that Cardiff or Swansea are in for Chris Gunter. Oh, it happens every and then it will come. From it happens every summer, and then we get all excited because we think, oh yeah, he's going, but he always end up in a in a Reading shirt in August. And do what? I'll give him a chance in the Premier League. If we go up, I'll give him a chance as long as we strengthen in other areas. Because hopefully, if we strengthen, say, in the midfield, hopefully the performance of our replacement in midfield or up front help the other remaining players play well. Um, There's a I'll be interested suggestion in that, I found. Who's that? From Philip Fry, Nelson Oliveira. No, I'm a bit unsure about him. I don't think he's really done too much at Norwich. Um, and plus, isn't this his first season in the Championship? He was at Swansea before, weren't he? Uh, was he? Yeah, he was at Swansea. I thought he was at Benfica. Yeah, he was at Swansea, I'm pretty sure. Before. I'm going to look that up now. But I'm pretty sure Nelson Oliveira played for Swansea before he went to... Before he went to... Um... Norwich, because he was he was at Benfica, but he did play for um, Swansea as well. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I I, I personally yeah, he did. wouldn't he went on loan to um, Swansea. And he was at oh, Forest and Norwich. Oh, oh yeah, I remember he was on loan at Forest actually. Yeah, but he didn't do too well at Forest to be fair. He got nine goals um, in eighteen. He got one in ten at Swansea. Then he got eight in nineteen at the moment yeah, at Norwich. Do, yeah, that's it. He didn't do well at Swansea, but uh, he did all right at Forest. But the thing, I I personally wouldn't. I I wouldn't take a risk if we're in the Premier League. I wouldn't take a risk. I would bring. I would take somebody like Narky Wells. Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. We need someone with pace. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just think. I think what we got at the moment is fine. I, I actually, you know what? I have a question for you, right? Go on. Something's that's, it's not really been spoken about much, um, which is surprising actually. But do you think our Habsi is close to retiring? Nobody's really spoken about I it. I don't know. Because he's what, 36 now? 
But something 35-36, yeah. We've seen keepers go on to like their 40s. Look at Schwarzer. Look at Friedel. Who else has there been? There's been a few others as well that have gone on. Uh, Given still playing now. He's 40-odd. I think Alhabzi will play in his 40s. I think he'll be a backup keeper, though. I think when time comes, we'll definitely know. Uh, as well, Tim Howard, he was 40-odd as well. I'm pretty sure he is now. Oh, oh, oh. Do we... Okay, a follow-up from that question. When Alhabzi becomes this backup keeper, this sort of goalkeeping coach, like, like a Wayne Shaw, for example... <laughs> You know, he's backed up and he, you know, he occasionally plays and then he's a key goalkeeping coach as well. When Al Habsi gets to that stage, um, do we trust our youth set up and go with Luke Southwood, go with um, who's the Anisa Jackala? Well, he's he's, he's 30 as well. Do we trust, yeah, do we trust those two or do we look for a proven? Goalkeeper. I would give Luke Southwood. Everybody knows Alphonse is great. I would give Southwood. Everybody knows Alphonse is great. Go on, you go. You go. You go. No, I was was just going to say, everybody knows that Alphonse isn't great. So it all depends on how generous the owners are going to be damn in the summer. Um, And by the way, let me just say this, right? I think the stam out in well after this season to go somewhere better is absolute crap. I think he is staying um, because it and by the way, as well, the temperance of Derby link is off. It's off, yeah, no, I saw that. Um, moving on to the goalkeeper thing, no, moving back to that, I would give Luke Southwood a couple of chances. He's getting called up for England under 21s or 19s all the time. He seems to start for him quite often as well. And he seems to be doing all right every single time he plays. I probably would give Southwood a chance. I'd give him the benefit of a doubt. Uh, George Legg, you don't know what he's like. We've never seen him properly tested. I mean, we know he's good against penalties, which we saw when he was on loan. I don't know. It's just tough. It's a really difficult one. Legg, Southwood, we've got some decent up-and-coming goalkeepers. I mean, we've got, we, to be fair, for the championship side, we have got a very, very high-quality academy. Um, one player that I have mentioned before that I'd love to see uh, given a chance is Tyler Frost. Yeah, you've said that multiple times. <laughs> no, it's just because I've, I've, I've gone to watch the 23s a few times um, at Adams Park, and he, he's been... He stood out for me. He's very, very good. And he, I think he's still about 17. Yeah, he's still about the same same age as us, isn't he? He's proper young. It's the same with Danny Loder as well. Look at Danny Loder. He's 16 and he's broke into the under-23 side. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's he's getting called up regularly as well for England. England. Yeah. Sam Smith, I think he potentially could be someone we could watch out for. I think the youth academy we got at the moment is fantastic. Osho. Uh, he could be up there. <laughs> Rin or Mata, he's really young as well. I think he was the same year as me at school. I mean, it's crazy the amount of talent we got. Yeah, yeah. Our, our academy, as I said, our academy is very, very high quality. Um, Do you know someone we forgot about goalkeepers, thinking about it? Lewis Ward. Jonathan Bond. 
Oh, well, he went to Gillingham, didn't he? He's back. Back? Yeah, he's back at Redham. I don't know where to stand with him because we've got, in terms of, obviously we've got Southford, as we say, and we've got uh, George Legnow being recalled from Angleford. Um, But in terms of senior keepers, we've got three. Obviously, we've got Jacqueline, or however you say his name, I don't know. Uh, then obviously we've got Alhabzi and then we've got Bond. So I'm quite, I think we should hang on to Bond and then obviously he's only, what, 22? Yeah, he's proper young as well. But it's the same thing with Aaron Cool. Cool's back at the club, but no one realised. No, I still thought he was at Boreham Wood, to be fair. Yeah, he's back at the club. He's just not playing, not injured, not even turning up for training, I don't think. I'm pretty sure I heard a rumour that he's not even in training, you know. And, you know, he was linked with City a couple of years ago. That's it's madness. The, the thing that I find weird about the whole Aaron Cool situation, there's not much to it, but he went to uh, Spain, didn't he? Yeah. No, Scotland. Yeah, he went to Scotland. Then he went to, like, Malaga or something, like, somewhere weird like that, didn't he? He went to Mallorca or something like that. For a, yeah, yeah. For a and... trial, and then, it, like, nothing came about of it. And then he went to Boreham Wood. Like what? But I don't. But even even when he was at, I think didn't he go to Motherwell or Dundee or Dundee United? He was at, and they were playing. Yeah, Dundee. Even he didn't. He didn't really. I don't. I don't remember him playing too much. When he played, he played in an anchorman role, and that was the thing that let him down. Apparently, a lot of them were complaining. I'm pretty sure he scored an own goal against Celtic as well. So I don't think luck was on his side really at there. Talking of, actually, talking of um, youth prospects to keep a hang of, Zach Jules. Zach Jules, yeah, big one. Jack Stacey, I think we should keep after. He's at Motherwell now, and he's doing, I, I, when Motherwell were on Sky, I actually watched their football. As much as it is painful to watch um, Scottish football, I actually, obviously, watching him. And he's been very, very good for them. Same with Jack Scored Stacey. The other All the Exeter fans love Stacey, from what I've heard. But Exeter fans love Jake Taylor as well. I know he's there permanently, but Taylor. <laughs> everybody loves Jake Taylor. I don't think he did anything wrong, Taylor. He didn't do anything wrong, didn't do anything good when he was at Reading. Same with Ryan Edwards as well. He didn't He didn't really score too much. Or, you know, he didn't really... That was the one thing Taylor really did. Far. The one thing Taylor did was score. He, he wasn't anything to shout about. He didn't, you know, he was very, very inconsistent. Yeah. That's the same with Tate. Um, who else have we got that's a good youth proxy? I said Stacey, didn't I? Novakovic, I think, is someone who could be big for the club. He's not, he, he's not out on loan, is he? No, he's still at the club. He plays quite often, doesn't he, for the under-23s? Special shout, actually. Adam Aponza is tearing it up for Bolton right now. He's got, what, two and two? <laughs> no, he's got more than that. I know, he's. they're playing tonight, aren't they, Bolton, against Oxford as well? Yeah, exactly. yeah they're playing against Bolton. Uh, no, against Oxford, <laughs> Bolton playing Bolton. Uh, also, another ex-Royal, Jem Karashan. He's playing, yeah, he's playing uh, tonight. Bolton, so he's back for Bolton, isn't he? But he, he come on... Who's it against? Sheffield United or something? He come on and stuff. 
Yeah, Lafondra's starting tonight. And Alfie's... Uh, sorry, and Karajan's on the... Oh, Lafondra's gone off injured in the 35th minute, so... <laughs> well done, Jake. <laughs> Jinx there. Uh, I am the first. <laughs> no, but, um... oh, but that's a weird no, one. No, I think... Karajan, number 10, as a centre mid. Sorry, is that a question? Yeah, I just think it's a bit of a weird one. Um, to answer the question as well, am I still doing the career mode? I, I doubt it. No, probably not. So, yeah, I doubt that. Tanner is someone that I'm gutted. Uh, he's probably going to be leaving. Do you know what? I think the thing with him is he settled so well at Plymouth that, like, obviously he got he come back last at the beginning of this season played well. and then got recruited again. When he came on, and I, well. I, I think... go on, speak. I said when he came on, he played really well. Yeah, yeah, he played very well for us. But I think he, by the sounds of his Instagram, sorry, his Instagram, his Twitter, and sort of all his social media. Obviously, you don't really speak to him. One of the players that youth players that don't really speak. To him. Um, but no, he seems to be loving it at Plymouth, and he's. You know, I think Plymouth fans again love him, so I think that's where his permanent future will be. Yeah, I mean, I hope he stays here, but I can't see it. Nal Keown, has he left now? No, he's well, he's on loan at um, Partick Thistle. Uh, Griffin's gone. He's gone to Cork, isn't he? Yeah, he's in. He's permanent. He's he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, Josh Barrett, I think, is big. For the future. I'm interested, actually, because Barrett's one of those ones that I've always thought is very promising, but he's, he's just stayed at the club. Like I, I'm i surprised that Stan hasn't sort of sent him out on loan anywhere. Jake Shepard. Shepard's a weird one, actually. I'm not really too sure. He's at Dagenham, isn't he? Yeah, he scored for him the other week, didn't he? He scored a cracker. Yeah, 25 yards or something like that, but yeah, he's... He's done. He's done quite well at Dagenham. Harry Cardwell. I'm, I'm, I still want to see Cardwell involved in the under twenty threes. Do you know what's weird about him, right? He went on loan. Is to I'm not actually too sure. I'm not actually too sure if he's returned, but he went to Brighton under twenty threes. Yeah, it's weird. He seems to be back that. now as well, which is weird. Like, but I know. I just I don't find it weird that he's back. I just find it weird that he. Went to another under-23 team. Yeah, it's the same with a goalkeeper as well. He went there as well, didn't he? It was another keeper. Bit, uh, not Billy Collins. Who was it? Yeah, I think yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, it was Collins. Yeah, I just find that weird. Like, I If he's going to play for another 23 team, just put him in our under-23. What what are the uh, what's the chat looking like? Any questions? A lot of arguments about Lafondra <laughs> between Newcastle fans oh, really? and Reading, yeah. Which is a bit of a weird one. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's another one here. Rob Dickey. Rob Dickey. Um, Jake Cooper and Rob Dickey. That could be a decent set of that pair and come for us in the future. Um, that was another question as well. Jake, Our Dickey. thoughts on uh, Rob Dickey's. Go on. Sorry? No, I was going to say that was another question. It was our thoughts on Cooper and Dickey being recalled. Um, 
coming back now now you went for a second it just went really quiet and i was like oh no <laughs> no no yeah what i was saying is i just personally not too sure he's gonna go on with rob dickie did you hear what stam said about him uh, he said he wants to involve dickie before the end of the season he said, this is literally like straight from what Stam said, he said he wants to involve him against the relegation fighting teams to see how he would fit in. He's the captain at the moment of the under-23 side as well, and he's starting all the time for them. I think it's a weird one, Dickie, a really, really weird one. The fact that we loaned it, uh, cancelled the loan from Cheltenham, it's, stra- it's a really strange one. He's, a, he's another one. He's a bit like uh, Tanner. He, he went to Cheltenham last season, and then he got recalled... At the beginning of this season. Yeah, he played against Blackburn, I remember. Last game of the season. Now, he, now I, I, I think, to be fair, to obviously there's a few youth players that are fringe players in a way, but to all the players that are sort of consistently playing for the 23s, I think we should, you know, they should all get a chance to prove themselves because no season. player... No, um... I think because we're we're not top of the league, we're not second, we're in quite... Although the Sheffield Wednesday win helped us so much, we're still in quite an uncertain position. Um, So even if... If we could beat Leeds. (laughs) Against Leeds? Yeah, I think if we can beat Leeds and then win the next... If we can beat Leeds, Villa and Norwich, if we win them three games, we'll be in the playoffs come the end of the season, no matter what. I'm not worried about Norwich away. Uh, they don't really have anything to And we've beaten them. We've been quite... When they... So, um, we like... Not last season, obviously, but the season we did double over them. Um, both 2-1, actually, I think. Yeah, both from the but, two. Uh, yeah. Cooper got a double, and then Cox and someone else scored. I'm not I'm not too worried about Norwich away. It's, if we can overcome our next two, obviously, Leeds at home, Villa away. Although Villa aren't doing too well, um, Villa Park is still uh, a hard place to go. So I'm, I'm worried about the next two. If we can get a point at least against Leeds, and I think we'll be alright, but no, I'm I'm pretty confident in, in overall I'm pretty confident that we'll go up. Or not go up, sorry, and just make the playoffs. I reckon if we go up, I guarantee Hector will come back to the club. Hector's good actually, because he's still he's still in Germany, isn't he? Yeah, he's gone to Frankfurt, but I reckon if if we went up I reckon Hector would be back at the club like in an instant. I don't know why, I just think Hector's not going to play for Chelsea. 
simple. Like, then will play ever play for Chelsea like regularly. He might get games in when he if he gets recalled next season, he can come back to us or anything. Then I think maybe he'll he'll get maybe cup games, sort of games against people like Sunderland if they if they stay up or you know I don't think. It'll be interesting to see if he does come back to Reading. Uh, I'd like to see it personally. Yeah, same here. Go on then. Right, last question then. Uh, most forward-looking away day of the season, what's left? Oh, yeah. I remember seeing this question. Um, oh, in what sense? Because there there can be good away games for different reasons. Mine is Forest um, or Burton. One of them two. It depends what kind of... Well, Burton's going to be good anyway no matter what situation exactly um although don't come in inflatables please um or fancy dress or whatever you want to call it just fucking uh, do balloons just do blue and white balloons just throw them everywhere pyros mate just no i'm joking <laughs> uh, i don't want a stadium van uh, yeah um i'd probably say forest as well forest is a plate I haven't been to for I haven't been to uh, the city ground yet, uh, and I it's sort of well that's the day before my birthday, so night out in Nottingham is going to be quite good. <laughs> but uh, no, it's having to the ground and obviously the game. Looking forward to visiting the city ground. Uh, hopefully, obviously we'll be in a position where we've already guaranteed the playoffs, but. No, yeah, Forrest probably and Burton. So, yeah, but I think also, I think I think they can all be good. I think Norwich is a nice, Carrow Road is a nice ground. It's really nice, been there before. Uh, really nice ground. And uh, and Villa Park. I haven't been to Villa Park actually. I think I went Villa when but, I was like uh, six or something like that when we were first in the Premier League. So, I can't remember too much. I, I to be fair, to be fair, I look to, I look forward to every away game. You know, no uh, every away game. every single time. Yeah, even Wigan away. Wigan away. Wigan away. Can I... Oh, so was I. 400 of us at Wigan away. It was quality. Blackburn. But, um... I went there four months previous. Still went again. Buzzing for all of them. <laughs> oh, John. You know Interesting, actually. I'll put this question to you quickly. This this guy, whoever... I can't remember your name, sorry. Uh, the guy who said about... The game with... Yeah. Uh, what's my favourite away game this season? Oh, which one am I most looking forward to going back to? No, not not looking forward to Blackburn. Blackburn. I don't want to do Blackburn three times in a row. <laughs> I'd have to say Preston. That journey was so long. <laughs> Blackburn, oh, Preston, wait. all them ones up there. Wolves. Wait, Wolves is all right. It was just dead because it was like five hundred of us and no one sung. Um... No, like games like that, like Villa Forest. They're only what 
couple of hours away, so they'll be all right. Rotherham? No, they won't be going. They won't be staying. Do you know, do you know who I want to go up next year? I want to see Southend come up. I want to see Bolton, and I want to see Sheffield United. Sheffield United would be a quality away game. And also, their ground's like nearer to the train station. <laughs> um, so it won't, it won't take... Hopefully, it's not on a weeknight, so it won't take me 24 hours to get home. Um, I think Southend would be a quality no. away day for him to do. It's quality. Southend, Southend a really... In terms of like looking at it as a home perspective, Southend is a terrible ground, but for an away crowd, brilliant. It's, that would be amazing. I'd love for Southend to come up. Millwall, be all right. Be a bit of trouble, but be all right. Oh no, nah, Millwall, dumb Millwall. We beat them. Then we beat them three nil. Yeah. Nah, dumb Millwall. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want them to come back up. Yeah, this is up there. Bradford's up there. That'd be all right. Bradford again done that in the uh, I wouldn't want to go all the way up to Bradford again. I think it'd be all right. Who else is in the playoffs? Bolton. Still do. They did come up. And Fleetwood. Still do them again. But oh, they're on yeah. the verge, aren't they? I was going like to say second. that Fleetwood Town. <laughs> Wait, oh no, Fleetwood are League One. Yeah, they're second in League One. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know, and they're in the top seven. I'm pretty sure they're second. Oh no, yeah, Fleet would be right. I've never been there. Fleet would be quite good. Right, we're going way off topic now. <laughs> we're starting to wear like League One teams and stuff. Right, predictions then for Leeds, Blackburn. Yeah, I was going to say that. Leeds and Blackburn. Let's just get them two. Right, go on. Give me the score. Uh, score prediction for New. Uh, why did I say Newcastle? Uh, score prediction for. I'm gonna go one nil to Reading. Um, Carrigan to score, and then Blackburn at home. I'd say I'm gonna say three nil Reading, and uh, I'll go Swift, Yaku Mate if he comes on or starts, and again I'll probably go Carrigan. Right. And then I'm going to go for 1-1 um, against Leeds. I'd love to say a win. Just don't, I just don't reckon we will. And then been... I'm going to go for a 4-0 against Blackburn. Sounds fair. Right, so that's been it then for this week, guys. Thank you very much to everyone who's came out and listened to live. Thanks for everyone who's downloaded on iTunes. Thanks for everyone who actually got this far into the podcast as well. I mean, you've had to sit and listen to us two for a while, so cheers for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, thank you very much for listening. I've been James. I'm Jake. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys all for the third episode coming up whenever we come out and do it. <laughs> uh, probably be next week, yeah, probably next week, yeah, Jake? Yeah, yeah, anytime. Anytime. Then. Right, see you guys then. Let's, see you. Let's just say the next, let's just say that within the next two weeks. Yeah, sometime within two weeks we'll put one out. So, uh, yeah. Cheers for watching, guys, and we'll see you next time.